we added all these ingredients into our food without really testing them. Hello, everyone. I'm Morgan, co-founder of Primal Kitchen and host of the Primal Kitchen podcast. Today, I'm super excited to be speaking with Julia Putzies, one of the leaders behind an app that's creating some major buzz in the health and wellness industry. Julia is the founder of an app called Trash Panda, which offers ingredient insights and recommends healthier products as you're shopping online or in store. Their goal is to provide education and empowerment so that you can feel confident in your ability to find the right foods for you and your family. Side note, Julia is also one of my best friends, so I'm double excited for today's conversation. Um, Before we get started, a brief reminder that any and all opinions and views shared by hosts and guests on this podcast are the speaker's own and do not represent the view of Primal Kitchen or its affiliates or parent company. Hello, hello. How are you? Hi, I'm doing great. How are you? Great. It's good to chat with you. I love this little trash panda action. Um, okay. So you founded this app, you've got this tech background. Give me the lowdown. Like how'd you get here? What inspired you to create this? How's it going? Tell us everything. Sure. Yeah. So I guess, um, it kind of, I mean, with my career started back when, um, I started working at the NFL, which is actually how we got connected. And I met your husband, Adam, while we were both working there together, Um, But essentially, long story short, I got started with the NFL right out of college, did a rotational program, which put me into digital ultimately. And I got started working on apps and websites and creating the experience for NFL apps and websites. And I loved it. I really loved working in technology. I loved how everything was constantly changing and evolving and, you know, new things were coming out all the time. Um, and I kind of got my start there and became a product manager. Um, from there, I went and worked for two other startups um, and then finally landed at the company um, Slytrunk that I'm with now. Um, we build apps and websites for other companies mostly, um, but we kind of thought that we should build an app that we would own. Um, we have a great team here and um, you know some of the best developers and Uh, We just felt like if anybody could build an app that would be successful, it would be our team. Um, So our, you know, our leaders brought it to the rest of the group to say, you know, hey, if anybody has an idea for an app, uh, bring it to the table and we'll talk about it and see if we want to build it. Um, And at the same time, I had actually recently met you. We were living in San Diego together at the time. Um, And it was really you that had really sparked the interest that I started to have um, in taking my health and wellness to the next level. I think we were cooking together one day and you started pulling like the vegetable oil out of my cabinet. And you're like, Julia, what are you doing using this vegetable oil? And I was like, what are you talking about? Like vegetable oil is good for you. And um, I had this realization over, you know, us starting to cook together and learning about, you know, what you were teaching me about these different kinds of oils, that some of the conceptions that I had about what were healthy previously uh, were not right. And I felt like I had always grown up. I played a division one sport. I came from a really healthy family. We always were cooking homemade meals. I felt like I was pretty healthy and I like knew a lot about health and nutrition And through kind of meeting you at that time in my life, I realized how much I didn't know, uh, which inspired me to go get certified as a nutritionist. So basically on the side, while I was still doing my career in product management and in tech, I got certified as a nutritionist um, through a year-long program um, with the NTA and became a certified nutritional therapy practitioner. Um, And through that process, as I learned more and more about ingredients in our food today and how food is mass produced, 
um, you know, seed oils, added sugar, all these things that are really making people sick in America. Um, it really became apparent to me that there was not an easy free tool that people could use to better understand this space and to read ingredient labels. Um, and that's where the idea from, you know, for Trash Panda came about. Um, and I thought, you know, someone should build this app. It should be free. It should be accessible information to everyone. So I kind of took all that I had learned in health and nutrition, took my background in, you know, apps and technology, brought this idea to my team and they agreed to build it. And that was the start. So cool. And you came up with the name Trash Panda, which I think is so cute to give me the lowdown on the name. I love the name. Yeah. So it's actually one of my coworkers who came up with it. Um, his name is Ben and he works in product with me and he's super creative. Um, but he came up with the idea of Trash Panda um, because, you know, raccoons, are, that's the nickname for raccoons is Trash Panda. And they're meant to be eating like insects and plants and stuff in the wild. Um, but we know them for digging through our trash and they're eating all of our trash um, because that's what's available to him, to, you know, to them. So Trash Panda is really a metaphor for what's going on in our grocery aisles today. Um, we're eating a lot of, you know, trash and stuff that's not good for us because it's what's easily acceptable, accessible. It's what's convenient. It's what's available to us and affordable to us in our grocery stores. Um, so Trash Panda is meant to kind of help people sift through that um, trash and find their good. And you just like scan barcodes. Like what's this? How does it work? Yeah. So the way the app works is that um, you, like you said, you take any product, you scan the barcode and we'll pull up the product in the app. And there's over 200 ingredients that we flag as either potentially harmful or questionable. Uh, potentially harmful, meaning that like there's definitely studies that say that this ingredient can cause, you know, negative impact to your health. Um, and we provide all the information about that ingredient, you know, what the health outcomes are and provide links to all of the studies that support that information. Questionable is more like there may or may not be information that's connected to this ingredient. Um, things like added sugar, we currently flag as questionable because you might want to be aware of it in terms of your overall consumption, you know, eating things with sugar here and there isn't terrible, but you know, you might want to watch how much total sugar you're eating. So we flag certain things as questionable, either because there isn't enough data or information to support that they're definitely harmful. Um, but it, you might want to be aware, you might, might want to look out for it, you know, certain people might be sensitive to it. Um, so anyway, you can flag any, um, you can scan any barcode, we'll flag those ingredients, you can understand more about what's in that product. And the idea is that you're not just looking at the marketing label on the front of the product, right? Because those can say anything. They can say it's all natural. They can say it's sugar-free, it's keto, it's paleo, whatever. Um, but you don't really know the quality of that food and what's really in it unless you read the ingredients. Um, so this, you know, helps make that process easier. You can just scan a barcode, see if there's any weird ingredients in that food that you want to buy. And then you make an educated choice about if you want to purchase that product or not. Um, you know, I think nutrition is very personalized in a lot of ways. You know, what works for you may not work for me. I do think that for the most part, the ingredients that we're flagging in Trash Panda, everyone should be more aware of. Um, but ultimately, you know, we're not rating a food as good or bad. We're just bringing the information forward so that you can learn more about it and you can make a more educated, healthier choice. Cool. So tell me, like, what are some ingredients that are commonly flagged or like yeah, what just like the top five? I don't know that you see yeah. 
Yeah. So we're flagging any food additives. So like ingredients that are made in a lab that are not actually, you know, food from the start. Um, any of those additives we flag in the app, um, any seed oil. So what's an example of one of those? Like, I don't know, like titanium dioxide. Um, these are ingredients that are really just chemicals that have been added into our food um, that humans aren't really supposed to be eating. Um, they don't copy eating from... titanium dioxide. I, I had no idea. Yeah, weird. It doesn't come from an animal or a plant. Um, <laughs> okay. So yeah, stuff like that. And then there's all of our seed. We flag all seed oils. So canola oil, vegetable oil, cottonseed oil. If you can believe it, that's actually an ingredient. Um, soybean oil. Yeah. All of those oils that, again, aren't really meant for human consumption. They've been, you know, heavily, heavily processed and extracted via chemicals and things like that in order to be put into food to make it because it's cheaper. It's yeah. cheaper to those oils than, you know, butter, lard, olive oil, like all of the better quality oils that we know about, avocado oil, coconut oil. Um, these other vegetable oils are cheaper. So they've figured out a way to mass produce them and, you know, put them into all of our food. So we flag those. Um, we flag all um, added sugar, again, just in terms of being aware, there's like over 60 different names that sugar can have on an ingredient label. And it's like, okay, if I'm eating a piece of candy or a cookie, like, of course, I expect it to have sugar in it. But if I'm eating ketchup, I mean, you know this, right? Like, I don't necessarily want added sugar in my ketchup or my salad dressing. Or, or mayonnaise. My People don't realize, like, when we launched the mayonnaise, I'm like, the amount of our competitors that have added sugar in mayonnaise. I'm like, what is with the sugar in the mayonnaise? Like you just wouldn't even think that was added. That's like mind blowing to me. Exactly. Canola oil is a high fructose corn syrup of fat. It's in everything and nobody wants it. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Um, And so that's where, you know, using the app, you can start to be more aware of these things that from the start, I wasn't aware of, you know, And I think there's like this big mindset shift that happens when you start focusing on the ingredients quality instead of what people usually focus on on the food label is the nutrition facts, right? Like how many calories is in this? How much fat is in this? Um, When really that's not going to be the thing that impacts your health. I mean, of course, you don't want to overconsume calories or whatever, but it's so bio-individual and calories are just like counting calories doesn't really set anybody up for success, I don't think. Um, It just doesn't tell you much about that food and and if it's healthy for you or not, because something can be high in calories, but still be very nutrient dense. Um, It's these added chemicals and seed oils and stuff that's kind of creeped into our food over time that you want to look out for. Yeah. And are you seeing anybody like making positive changes to their ingredient statement as a result of like some of this awareness? I've definitely seen, yeah, some changes happening. Um, I do think that consumers, because they're becoming more aware, and that this was kind of the mission of Trash Panda from the start, is that we should be able to drive that to happen, right? We should be able to drive that change. So the more people that are becoming aware of the ingredients in their food, demanding better options, choosing products like Primal Kitchen and others that are starting to offer, you know, better quality solutions and better quality food products, um, that's only going to drive, you know, the demand for those products up and make them more accessible and more affordable to everyone. Um, so yeah, I mean, there's definitely change happening in the space, of course, like not as quickly or as much as we would love to see. 
Um, but like, I don't know if you've heard about the recent um, legislation that got submitted in California to ban five of these ingredients um, from our food system in California. Um, things five like ingredients. So I think red three titanium dioxide is one of them. Potassium bromate is another one. Um, propylparaben is another. Um, the, a lot of ingredients that can be found in like Skittles and yeah. other these candy. reds, all these colors, they're like super yeah. linked to behavioral issues. And I don't know, it's just like, what are we doing? Yeah, all and they're banned in Europe. A lot of these ingredients are banned in Europe, right? And we're allowing them here, if I'm not mistaken. Like, a lot of them are banned in Europe, and you mentioned the artificial colors. They have to put a warning label on any products with those artificial colors that says they may cause harm to children. Um, because they do, they change the chemical makeup of our brains. Um, and that's especially harmful to tiny little growing brains that, you know, need nutrient-dense food. They don't need artificial colors. Like, like that's another one that I just... I can't understand why, you know, it's, it's just for marketing. It's just for selling products. It's just for, you know, making kids want them more. Um, There's nothing about artificial colors that has any benefit to us. Like, why are we putting this in our food? Um, So it's great that like ice cream, Superman ice cream. And my kids are like, Oh, I want, I'm picking the Superman flavor. I'm like, that is vanilla ice cream with like pounds of dye in it. Like, yeah. We go for something else. I know. Like, can we play with Superman over here and eat our ice cream? Yeah, it's terrible. I tried to tell him, I'm like, that's just been all ice cream. This is funny, but I, in a past life, worked, um, like, I was on a food photo set with a major big food company, and this is way before Primal Kitchen. And I remember one of the food sellers there telling me that she told her kids that they were allergic to like red food coloring and blue food coloring. So these kids just like grew up thinking they had an actual allergy. I mean, they really didn't. But then I'm thinking, well, I mean, they, everyone's kind of allergic to these. Yeah. And I always thought that's genius. I'm totally going to do that with my kids. And I like, I haven't gone off that <laughs> much yet, but I just thought that was like, that always stuck with me as like just being hilarious, a hilarious mom hack just live from the get-go. So like candy would come out at the birthday party and the kids are like, oh no, I'm allergic to like red food coloring. <laughs> That's actually so smart. Yeah, I know. But it's, isn't it frustrating that we even have to do that? Like it shouldn't be on us. It shouldn't be on consumers to have to like lie to our kids about that. It just shouldn't exist at all. It's just so hard as a parent to navigate that because you don't want to you know, restrict your kids and say, oh, all the other kids are having donuts or whatever, and you can't have that, or that's bad. Um, You know, because it is such a fine line between like having a healthy relationship with food and, you know, eating all the things that are delicious. And, but it, it just doesn't need to be all the time. And especially things like, you know, food dyes and stuff that you find in like gushers and fruit by the foot and candy that they're getting. It's just, it's so unnecessary. Um, so it really is hard. And I'm I'm with you because I'm a mom of a one-year-old and a four-year-old. So um, we're dealing with that all the time too. And there's only so much that you can control. Um, but I do think that, you know, in some way teaching kids about, um, you know, these additives and these colors that just don't make our bodies feel good. Um, and we want to eat them in moderation and in not consume them all the time. Um, yeah, it's a tough thing to try to communicate to a four-year-old, but. (laughs) 
Yeah. You know, outside of ingredients, one of the things that I see a lot in this space is, um, you know, women starting to really take their health into their own hands. Um, you've spoken a lot about this with other guests on your podcast. Um, and I think it is somewhat connected, right? Like we're not just taking at face value, the foods that are available to us in the grocery store. We're saying like, Hey, wait a second, why are you adding these ingredients to our food? Are they really healthy for me? Like, let me do my own research, you know, for example, use Trash Panda to better understand it and make choices that are better for me. I think that you see the same thing happening in health and wellness in general. And for women's health, for example, people starting to ask their doctors more pointed questions when things come up, you know, advocating for themselves, doing their own research. I think I was listening to your podcast recently about um, like thyroid health and, you know, asking for the tests that you need, making sure that you are, you know, learning about your body and how it works and, you know, understanding what you need to feel your best. And then, you know, going to your doctor with that information. Again, it's not something that we feel like we should have to do. Um, but I'm at least grateful that this information is starting to spread. People are starting to understand that they can't just trust their doctor. They can't just trust the food system. They can't just trust, you know, whatever it is. Um, and they're doing their own research and figuring it out for themselves. Um, I think there's a lot of cool stuff happening right now, with like women's hormones, which is something that, you know, you and I are going through right now, having babies and breastfeeding and like going through postpartum. It's something that like is all new to you when you go through it and it shouldn't be right. Like we should know about, you know, the changes that are coming for our bodies and how to manage them. And, um, I'm just grateful that that information is becoming more accessible and that people are starting to realize, like, I really need to figure this out for myself because I can, you know, feel my best if I, you know, advocate for that. Um, what are some of your favorite, favorite clean brands? You don't, and I know it's your favorite. I'll just seriously talk for you, but what other brands do you like looking that there? Yeah, I think that it's cool. There's like so many cool new brands popping up all the time. And I feel like so many of the new brands in the CPG space are like taking into account, um, quality ingredients and people wanting to know like what's in their food. Um, so they're being a lot more transparent, which I definitely appreciate. Um, but off the top of my head, um, I mean, Coconut Cult is one that I love. They're local to San Diego. And yeah, I mean, what's not to love? It's amazing. Yeah. Um, one of the ones that I've been into recently, and they're like really fun to follow on social. Um, they do a really good job like telling their brand story. But Midday, Midday Squares, is oh. one. they do like chocolates and stuff. And um, they do a lot of fun content. Um, who else? Let me think about what we eat on like the daily basis. I mean, Serenity Kids for kids food is amazing. Um, we use their pouches like on a daily basis. The fact that you can actually get like grass fed meat and avocado oil and vegetables into your toddler via a pouch is like, it's, it saves us. <laughs> I think our kids have gotten so much more nutrition. What about this brand Poppy? Can you scan them in Trash Panda for me? I'm like obsessed with Poppy drinks. I don't buy like any ready to drink beverages because I, I have like a, a yeah. plastic problem. Like I hate throwing away all these like empty LaCroix cans or whatever, but I'm like really into Poppy. Look up Poppy for me. P-O-P-P. Poppy is pretty good. We've definitely supported Poppy and and shared about their products. Um, I think I just want to make sure that I'm not wrong about this, but I'm pretty sure they use natural flavors, which would be yeah. the thing. 
Um, I'm looking it up in the app right now. So yeah, the what, what we flag in Poppy is natural flavor and then sugar and stevia. So, I mean, it, that's still a great option if you're comparing Poppy to soda, which has a, a bunch of other chemicals and like caramel color and stuff like that in it. Um, we flag natural flavors because you don't really know what's in them. Um, they are, you know, they have to originally have been sourced from a natural ingredient, like either plant or animal ingredient, but then a lot of other chemicals can be added to them, um, as they're created. So then you don't really know what you're ending up with. So if you're someone, for example, who has like food allergies or reactions to food, and then you you're eating natural flavors and you don't really know what's in it. Like you could be having reactions to them and you, you wouldn't even know. Yeah. Um, it's better if they're organic natural flavors and then they can't have, you know, other certain chemicals added to them. Even better is like organic raspberry flavor. Cause then, right. you know, if it's called it out. Exactly. Yeah. It had to come from raspberries. It's organic. It, it doesn't have certain chemicals added. That's kind of the best version of natural flavors. So. Love um, it. But yeah, I mean, that is something that also is kind of like creeping into our food over time, but people are starting to demand that like companies be more transparent about the flavors that they're using. And um, some of them are, which is nice. Our friends at Siete just launched a product that I've been waiting for someone to launch for like five years, which is they have chips and I'm sorry, Miguel and family. I'm not the biggest fan of chips. I've been waiting for someone to just fry a corn chip in mm-hmm. avocado oil and they did it. So they have this lineup. This is like a totally unpaid, unpromoted app. They have a lineup like maize, corn, and spanish, yeah. and it's the product I've been waiting my, my forever for, which is just a corn chip fried in a healthy oil. I'm like, finally, not that it's are healthy, but if I'm uh, if I'm indulged, like I just really sure. pumped about that product. Exactly. And I mean, that's what trash paint is all about, right? It's not like, don't ever eat chips. Like, it's like not, don't ever eat ice cream. Don't ever drink a soda. It's if you're going to consume these things, just know what's in it and, you know, be aware of how those ingredients make you feel. And um, there are better choices. You know, you can still have soda. You can still have ice cream. You can still have chips. Just, you know, there's going to be a difference in eating Doritos and eating Siete chips, you know, in terms of how that makes you feel um, and what it does to your body over time. Um, but yeah, you mentioned those chips. I've definitely seen those. I haven't tried them yet. So I'm excited to try them. Someone else also sent me, there's new chips called Masa chips and they fry their chips in beef tallow, uh, which is really cool. Yeah. I mean, uh-huh. you at McDonald's like originally fried their fries in beef towel. Yes, I didn't know that. Uh-huh. And then they changed to vegetable oil. And there's I just like still can't even, I'm still mind blown about pulling vegetable oil out of your pantry. It's like you went to what, Columbia or something? I mean, aren't you like born <laughs> here? And you're just like, you're just like guggling down the kilo oil. I know. Like, what is I this? I mean, it was, we grew up in the nineties, right? It was all about like low fat and, you know, heart healthy and all of, you know, the crap that we were sold to, you know, start eating vegetable oils and because they were lower in fat than butter and lard and all of these things. But, you know, turns out that that's not actually better for us. And, and, and I think that's what it really boils down to at the end of the day is like eat real food eat foods that humans are supposed to eat, you know, um, since the beginning of time, like we've, we've done a lot to make foods more convenient, which 
kind of pulled us in that direction of all of these additives and chemicals that we brought in because we wanted to make food convenient and we wanted to make it, make it cheaper. We have a lot of people to feed in the world. So I don't think that comes from a bad place. Um, but I just think that over time, we're starting to realize that a lot of these ingredients that we've added are not benefiting us. And in fact, they're harming our health. And that's that's what's scary about it is that we added all these ingredients into our food without really testing them. You know, like every a lot of people think that, oh, it's in their food and the FDA had to approve it. So therefore, like, it's OK. It's OK to eat in small amounts or whatever. Um, but, you know, then we start seeing that they're starting to remove these chemicals that they've added because they're not okay. Um, But they were tested in the food system and people were eating them over long periods of time before that change was made. So you can't just trust that like, because it's in a food that you buy at the grocery store, it's okay. And you know, everything's going to be fine because it's not. Okay. Who's inspiring you these days? Uh, Who's inspiring me? question. Um, you know, it's something that I recently read. I don't actually remember the name of the author. Maybe you can help me because I know you read this book too. Um, but 4,000 weeks. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I recently read that book and I, it really just gave me a reality check <laughs> on my life and prior- Oliver Berkman's author for those listening 4,000 weeks. Oliver Thank Berkman. you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I I loved his perspective in that book and um, how he, you know, helps people to realize what's important in life. And it it's very simple, really. It, it goes back to kind of taking every day as it comes um, and being present in your life and things that are going on. It's not always going to be amazing. I mean, again, mom of little kids, like sometimes you just like need bedtime to be over and you want to move on to the next thing or you want to move on to the next phase and um just kind of taking a moment to you know to live in the moment and to kind of see things for how they are and not stress about you know the next thing or the future or what's coming next or the next big thing you're going to do but appreciating kind of what we have now and um yeah just kind of living in the moment um, okay. So what does a day in the life look like for food for you guys? And like, what's, what are some items that are just commonly on your shopping list? Sure. Um, so every morning my husband and I make a smoothie. It's just something that is easy. We can, you know, know that we have that nutrition for the day and we can kind of take it with us to work and on the go. Um, you mentioned Kelly Levesque. We love her protein powder, of course, Primal Kitchen protein powder. That's the big thing with smoothies is that a lot of people are making smoothies in an effort to be healthy, but their protein powder is one of those biggest culprits for like weird ingredients. So be careful about the protein powder that you're buying, but otherwise smoothies are awesome to like get fruits and veggies in in the morning and, and a lot of protein and fat. Um, and then otherwise we do a lot of like meal prepping on the weekend because we just don't have time to cook during the week. So we try to make big meals that we can then eat for lunch and, and dinner. Um, when we're in a pinch, we definitely eat a lot of eggs. We get pastured eggs from Costco and I don't know, it's just easy with kids. You can make eggs in a million different ways. And generally my kids will eat them. Um, so that's easy. 
But yeah, and then, you know, we just try to limit eating out. We'll eat out once a week on like Fridays. And um, luckily in San Diego, there's a lot of awesome restaurants that are using quality ingredients. Um, So we're lucky there. But that's definitely something that, you know, if you're being conscious of the ingredients that you're consuming, a lot of restaurants are using seed oils and stuff like that. A side note on that, there's this new app I found. You'll love this called SOS. Have you heard of it? Seed Oil Scout. Did you tell me about it or did I get served some advertisement? I don't know. I talked to the founder recently um, because we were chatting about it. I mean, basically it's such a perfect pairing, right? You use seed oil scout, eat at restaurants and you can use trash pano when you're at the grocery store. But yeah, I think it's just another great example of like people care about this stuff. You know, they're becoming more aware and they're looking for tools that can help them navigate that. So yeah. So this app you... It, yeah. You can put in your location and it tells you what restaurants you can buy from that don't use seed oils. Yeah. It's crazy oh. because that is like a, that is so annoying to just think you don't even, you're, we're consuming so much crap. We don't even realize from restaurants. It's yeah. Yeah. That's scary. So true. And, yeah. I'm looking right now, like what's near me that has, let's see if there's any near me. It's interesting, but anyway, okay. Um, I love it. So tell me more about what other foods. Yeah. What's on, what's on the Costco shopping list? Costco shopping list. I mean, we buy a lot of our organic frozen fruits and vegetables from Costco for smoothies. Um, they have, um, a lot of like good product. We sometimes will buy Siete. They have like their chips, their cookies there, um, simple meals sometimes has stuff there. Um, we get our eggs at Costco. I mentioned, um, they have some good meats, like they have good, like grass fed lamb that we've purchased there before. A lot of cheese, uh, we get there, like they have a good Parmesan that, um, we love and we get, what else do we get there? I think it's mostly like a lot of fresh fruits and vegetables. Um, because and they're actually one of the biggest sellers of organic produce. They're in the Florida. biggest seller in the world of organic. In the world. Yeah. Yeah. I know it's like them and Walmart who you would never. I think they might be the biggest sellers of olive oil and maybe wine or organic wine, something as well like that. It's crazy. That's a good point. We do buy our olive oil there as well. Yeah. Oil vinegar, all of those staples. You can get Primal Kitchen olive oil in lots of places, not Costco, but I'm just this yeah. shameless plug. All right. My last question for you. I ask everyone this on the podcast, but what's something most people don't know about you? Something most people don't know about me. I guess I was born in Hawaii. That's a uh, little mm. fun fact. Um, my dad was in the Navy and my parents lived there for a couple of years. So both my sister and I were born in Kauai. And um yeah, we love to get back whenever we can. We love that place. Fabulous. Let's schedule our trip. Um, okay, let everyone know where they can find you and Trash Panda. Sure. Um, so mostly just Trash Panda on social media. I don't really do a lot of personal social media. Um, but at Trash Panda underscore app is our handle on Instagram and TikTok. Um, we're most active there. So, and then trashpandaapp.com is where you can go if you want to download the app on iOS and Android, or you can just search for Trash Panda in the app store and we'll pop up. Love it. Thanks so much, Julia. It was great to chat with you today. Yeah, thank you.